Hi, this is Zach Glazer from Frog God Games. Grab your D20 and get ready for save for half. School games and the modern games inspired by them. Howdy, do everybody? Welcome to Save for Half. Yeah, I know you're all thinking, wait a minute, we've heard episode zero of Safer Half before. Well, yes, you did, but now here's a new one. It's new and improved, with half the calories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double zero episode. <laughs> Less filling, tastes great. And I am DM Mike, the guy you just can't seem to get away from. And with me is everyone's favorite cobalt queen, DM Liz. Hello again, everyone. <laughs> That's for okay. all the cobalts, you know, your cobalt legions. I was going to say, I, I think you're going a bit far here. <sighs> I don't. <laughs> and joining the show from the Gag Men podcast, it's Pasta Man himself, DM Corbett. Yo, ho, ho. <laughs> Yo, ho, ho. A pirate as only Wyoming can produce. Tis true. Yar. Have I ever told you my pirate joke? I think I did tell you my pirate joke. I'll save it for later. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is episode zero to explain what the new and improved Save for Half podcast is going to be about. In short, it's about whatever we want. (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) We do have a point. Honestly, we are going to cover old school games. Now, that means games published from back in the day, but it also means games published today that hark back to that old school paradigm in our humble opinions of course mm. what was that what <laughs> you went eh. no it's, it's true <laughs> like maybe maybe not well there's games that come out now that they can like you said they they harken back even though they're brand right. new I, which is why i don't want us to limit ourselves so basically we're doing anything we want Basically, but the listeners can expect to hear either old school or at least we view old school paradigms. No Pathfinder here. Sorry, we're not doing Pathfinder. That's something I got to say because I'm not reading 14 books in order to prep for an episode. Sorry, not doing. Oh, you're not? No, no, I'm not. What about seven books? Would you do seven? (laughs) How big are the books? Pretty big, big enough to kill a small rodent. Yeah, no, probably not. Well, then really that, no. that excludes Traveler, because it had eight books. Yes! <laughs> no, but they were really small books. That's and true. you only needed three of them. The rest were just optional. Ha ha. 
But Traveler could kill a small rodent, I think we can agree. <laughs> um, if you got all the supplements together, yeah, probably. So we're also going to explore what games can kill small rodents, for those who need to know that. Starting with Mouseguard. <laughs> the only role-playing game where you can use taxidermy as miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> Best battle game ever. You no, know, I, I hadn't <laughs> thought of it that way, but... Um... Yeah, I, I guess you could. <laughs> so this is the podcast where Mike makes Liz cry. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Thanks for ruining Mouse Guard for me, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> what our marriage is all about. Anyway, so as a discussion and to give the listeners an idea of what we're going through our minds when we say old school, I asked everybody to come up with a top five list of games they would like to cover, like to see covered on Save for Half eventually. But before we go into that, let me clarify that Save for Half is going to probably be a monthly podcast. Schedules and everything have unfortunately conspired to where we may not have time to do much more. Every three weeks at most. Unless we're covering a con, but that's that's completely And for those DM Jim fans out there, don't worry. Despite his work, we've managed to beg and plead Jim Wampler into at least occasionally coming on the show just to keep his hand in. So, fingers crossed. Yes, just think of him as a special guest on the show, uh, much like John Peterson, friend of the show, DM Jim. So, you'll be seeing him every once in a while. He'll pop up. Well, okay, you won't be seeing him. You can imagine him while you're watching the podcast, or listening to the podcast. Mm. You know what I meant. Yeah, I know what you meant. Well, I don't know. His phone might get hacked. There could be some photos leaked to the internet. We don't know. That's true. (laughs) Or do we? (laughs) Anyhow, let's go on to top five. The Save for Half Top Five. Five, four, three, two. Top five. Here we are. And we're going to start with Corbett. Oh. So there. <laughs> That's what I get for showing up. Yeah, new kid on the block. Yeah. Yeah, you should have sat in the back. <laughs> I tried. Uh, I think... Uh, I can't my... see I'm in the back. <laughs> I think my number one probably that we really got to cover is Pathfinder. All the books. We got to go them all. No. Get uh, out. <laughs> just the first four books. Come on. Anyway, I, I, I really do want to cover because I'm actually considering running it. Yes, I haven't run it, but Cyborg Commando. Quoted as being one of the worst games of all time made by Gary Gygax. I don't think it's that bad, but I think it's neat. And he, he wrote it. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> which was the ser- scary part. But yeah, I I would I remember when it came out, and yeah, it would, it immediately had the rep of awful. But I never actually looked at it, so I think it would be fun to try and cover that game. Yeah, it's a cool. Well, okay, I I'd be willing to to give it a go. <laughs> well, it's that bad. Well, it can't be worse than the Indiana Jones role playing game. Or could well, I've it? I've never seen that one either. <laughs> You don't even make up characters. You only get to play Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom crowd. Well, what would you normally play, like Tennessee Luke? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Crawdad Mundi. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, James Munden, wherever you are. Okay, Liz, what's your choice? All right. Uh, well, <laughs> I think. Well, actually, I know. I want to cover the Doctor Who RPG. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Maybe we'll cover it next game, next episode. What do you think? Maybe, that, maybe we will. That you seems never like know. a that seems like a certainty, huh? It's yeah. like, but, uh, <laughs> like you know the future so, there. <laughs> so, some things are inevitable, but we have both the Fossa game and we have the Cubicle Seven game. We have the Cubicle Seven one because James Carpio was kind enough to send one to us as a Christmas gift a few years back. Thanks, James. So, yes. So. Personally, I'd love to cover both versions <laughs> at some point or another. Probably um, not on the same show, because they're big enough that I think each one would deserve their own show, I suspect. Yeah. All the Doctor Who you can eat, right here. Hey, you know, okay. I've, I've actually heard that that game is based off of a television show. No. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too, but I don't believe I, it. I don't, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Far too tactical. <laughs> <laughs> For television. And speaking of tactical, my number five is classic Black Book Traveler. Uh, uh, yeah. The yeah. granddaddy. Tra- Traveler had to come in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the granddaddy you know it. of sci-fi. Grand you something. love it. <laughs> Little Black Books. I've heard it kills a mouse in one hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. They're little digest size books. A small Granted, mouse. If you... <laughs> yeah, well, okay, a small mouse. Little hairy cricket, maybe. But anyway, more rodent killing. <laughs> okay, Corbett, up to you. Oh, actually, okay. Since we're projecting into the future, I would love to see uh, an episode that covers, say, Gamma World. That was a great one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> we'll probably get to it, but you won't be on it. Yeah, so, I, I yeah. think I'm on vacation that week. Yeah, yeah, but we'll, we'll probably get. To but it. Gamma World is definitely one of those up there TSR step ends where they started changing the world around you. So cool. Yeah, I mean, if you take it as a basically a, a derivative of Metamorphosis Alpha, which it essentially is, it's like their second role-playing game. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and you can go in the Gamma World and get stuff and take it into AD&D because the DM guide said so. That was pretty so, cool. So there. <laughs> but they did that for Boot Hill, too, So, but that's a whole other thing. So, okay, Liz. All right. My my next choice for covering at some point during our shows in the future, Castles and Crusades. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's you kiss up. It's old school. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've always wanted to talk about it before, yeah. and I think this would be an this would be an excellent time to finally be able to talk about Castles and Crusades. A lot of people will say that, you know, it's just a a D20 variant, you know, and and that's true, but they really were the ones to open the door for all of the retro clones that came afterward. Yeah, they were the first one to take the risk, Mm. because everyone was terrified that if they tried to do anything like that, they'd get sued. Mm. And because back in the 90s, TSR was really sue-happy. And so everyone still thought, I think, thought of it that way, even though it was owned now by Wizards of the Coast. Didn't Gary Gygax get to kind of put some input into the uh, Castle oh, yeah. Crusades as well? So it's like his last farewell. Kind of. Uh, Steve Chennault, you know, when they w- we were doing the community 
design work on the game, you know, it was kind of, we were trying to go for an old school feel, et cetera, et cetera. But as he put it, in the end, this is what Gary's going to put Castle Zagig out for. So he has final veto over any rules that he doesn't like. And the only thing that Steve did that Gary didn't like was calling the thief the rogue class. Because <laughs> he wanted to be family friendly and all that. I won't say what Gary called him, but... <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was the only thing Gary didn't like, and it was a minor thing, so he let it slide. How many mice could this game kill, Liz? I mean, uh, it is a pretty heavy book. Well, uh... <laughs> technically, you really only need to have the player's handbook. Yeah. That is I mean, one so... of the... Oh, so we're not reviewing it right now. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> So get your mice back up. We don't have to... So is this going to be our rating system from now on? (laughs) Okay, this game gets three rodents. (laughs) Three mice kills out of five. Three mice and other two two got away. (laughs) Uh, That's you, Mike. Uh, Okay. Well, my choice, (laughs) my number four choice is Metagaming's The Fantasy Trip. Oh, yeah. Particularly... Yeah, the little little micro games, Melee, Wizard, and later they put out In the Labyrinth, which kind of made them all into kind of a role-playing game with only three stats. It was kind of the proto-GURPS, because Steve Jackson worked on it a lot, I think, while he worked for metagaming. So hmm. it, okay, it kind of so, has that proto gurpy feel to it. So Fantasy Trip is not actually just one of the single micro games, but it's kind of an expansion based off of... Well, the setup that the microgames used? It was a reference to the line. So it's like saying AD&D, and it was really the player's handbook, the monster manual, the DM's guide. The mm-hmm. fantasy trip was Melee, Wizard, the little microgame booklets. Because Melee was originally put out just as a man-to-man combat game that you'd play half an hour, you know, and that was it, a little teeny game. But it was so popular, they developed a wizard version of it, and then it's like, well, let's make it into a role-playing game. So they put out a little book called In the Labyrinth, which put it all together into a role-playing game. You still needed the two Melee and Wizard to do it, but you could actually role-play with it. It was fun. It was different. You can detect a lot of GURP stuff that started there, but it was still really, really simple and didn't get as detailed as GURPS got later. That's my choice. Okay. Orbit? I really don't want to say it, but I want to say it anyway because it's a really fun game and I enjoy it. I know Mike hates it. <laughs> but, That's a good reason. That's always a good reason, sure. <laughs> but it's it's one of my favorite superhero games, Villains and Vigilantes. I, what? I love the VNV. Really? <laughs> you never yeah, seem to like I mean, it. I don't, I don't like it as much as Champions, but I like VNV. Well, Champions, we could probably spend an entire year doing nothing but all the superhero <laughs> games that have ever come out. Uh, I think the only thing that Mike has ever said that I recall that he didn't care about VNV was, if I'm remembering correctly, the fact that the powers are randomly generated. Yeah. Yep. And they're not the only superhero RPG that did that. Super Squadron did it, too. Oh, yeah. And that's just, you know, generally when people want to play a superhero game, they've got a com- character concept in mind already. And you can't do that with VNV or... The other games. I don't know. But, you know, as a game system, I really like the supplements for V&V. Mm-hmm. Although their opponents' books were kind of weird. <laughs> uh, not weird weird, but it's like they would give goofy villains like Ben the Ice Cream Man, and then <laughs> next to him is 
the headhunter that decapitates heroes and ha- hangs their heads on his belt to get powers. Like, wow, that's dark. Well, <laughs> he just went from Ben the Ice Cream Man. If, if you well, read... it's kind of Fantastic Four-ish if you think about it. You know, you got the like the Yancey Street Gang, and then the next thing you know, Doctor Doom, <laughs> the Wingless Wizard, and yeah, Annihilus. Well, if you've read through a lot of them, too, a lot of them seemed like they were probably other players' characters who became villains. Because it seemed like, oh, he was a plucky young college student who was bitten by a radioactive something and then decided, oh, evil. That was the natural way to go. Evil. That was what he did. Huh. You <laughs> may have a point. I hadn't thought of it that way. But, yeah. Yeah, you may be onto something there. Well, they just always seemed, like, really upbeat. And then suddenly, like, the last two sentences of the description is, and then they turned to evil or, or they robbed a bank or something. <laughs> <laughs> How did that jump? You know, some, surely something else happened. Yeah, they played crappy. You know, I don't know. <laughs> okay, but yeah, V&B's cool. I'm not sliding champions. I'm just saying that was my, my no, go-to. No, that's fine. I, I'm not even as enamored of champions as I used to be. I certainly don't like anything beyond third edition champions, but mm. anyway, that that's a whole different thing. So, okay, Liz. Okay, wheel, wheel. <laughs> <laughs> My next choice is going to be the Dresden Files RPG. Yeah, you you may not know, but there's a series of books for the Dresden RPG. Really, I, I, it's really awesome. Yeah. Well, as I long as the there wasn't who... a show, then I would be feeling silly. Yeah, I bought the DVD for Dresden Files because I never watched the show, and we like watched the first episode, and we've never watched another one, even though we're big Dresden Files fans. But we like well, the books, so... I was going to say, the DVD has very little to do with <laughs> how the books go, apart from having some characters who happen to have the same names as the characters in the Dresden Files novels. But act totally differently, and look totally differently. But the names are there, and there's a guy named Harry Dresden who's a wizard. But, yeah, beyond that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean... And what was up with a hockey stick? Really? (laughs) (laughs) He had a staff, folks. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) I'm a a big fan of the books, and so Mike got me the RPG as a gift a couple years back, and... I just think it would be really fun to to go over the game at some point. I don't know how old school it is. I think it's very storytelling, though, which means the rules are probably fairly light. Yeah, I mean, once we start going through it more, you know, if it turns out that it really is not a good fit for, you know, the niche that we're trying to stay in, it can go out the window, but... I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> well, Mike, you should really come clean with Liz and let her know that the reason you got it is you were tired of killing the mice around the house with your traveler book set. <laughs> yeah, and yeah they... I mean, you, you know, well, they're black. <laughs> yeah, they're black, so, you know, they don't show the blood a lot initially, but, you know, use them enough. And... Yeah, and... And then the Dresden Files book is a hardback, so it's you can kill rodents a lot more easily That's with true. that. That's true. And I won't let her use my hardback traveler books. So gotta have oh, limits. Yeah. I've really gotta let that joke go. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, my number three is Yakento's Time Ship. Oh. Oh, Cause, man. Because Misery Loves Company. No, that was a cool one. I thought. That Where? <laughs> That where? Was, that, that was the one was where you, concept. You, you empty out your pockets and figure out your character from that, right? 
Well, yeah, uh, you get yeah, to take it only anything. worked like that the first time, though. <laughs> yeah, you, you, anything you have on your person at the time of the game, you get to take in for free. Because when you travel through time, you're supposed to use a certain amount of energy to travel. Then you can use a certain amount of energy more to bring stuff with you. And that energy is also your hit points. So, yeah, you, you got to watch it taking too much. But, yeah, and I had some of my players showing up with German steel helmets and <laughs> pistols and shotguns. and yeah, I just happened to have this with me today. What <laughs> says, Mike, I can do this. So I brought my machete and, and my shotgun, and I want to go to Sodom and Gomorrah. But, yeah, fun book. It's only 48 pages. The pad of characters is bigger than the rule book, which is always a good sign. Because apparently you're expected to go through a lot of characters, I guess. Which is really funny because you're playing yourselves. <laughs> so, you know, how many U's do you go through? Like you said, it exemplifies the old school of the potential of the game it could be. So that... Yes. <laughs> and like a lot of games, if you had a really good GM, they could make Timeship fun if they can interpret the rules. But anyway, I won't go into that too much because it's not a review. What's your number two, Orbit? Right, back to me. Oh, Star Trek. I, don't, I can't believe I didn't even say that. Star Trek. That's my... Vasa? That's my Vasa Star Trek is my go-to for everything. Because I'm lame. <laughs> it was the second or third. Did that come out before or after Star Frontiers? Do you remember? After. The first Star Frontiers was what, 79, 80? And Star Trek. That was early 80s. So maybe 82, 83, I think. Yeah, Star Trek came out 81 or 82 when Star Trek 2 came out because that was when they put out the, the combat manual. Tactical combat, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that was probably my second or, or third uh, sci fi RPG. It was, it was expensive. Yeah. But, I mean, at the time it was like 25 bucks, which. 1982 or 83, that was all, like 75 bucks today. Totally. But it was like, yeah. but it was Star Trek. It yes. was classic Trek. So anyway, cool. I own it, and I look forward to reviewing it. This? Alrighty. My number two. Well, once it comes out, I think it would be really cool for us to do a review of Mutant Crawl Classics. Oh, okay. And it might be a good excuse for us to drag Jim back onto the show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then we could tell him everything was wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would never have an author on and then review right in front of them, would you? Well, we used to on the other show. I don't know if we'll do that here or not. We'll see. I think it's yeah. great because if you run into problems, you know, you've got the author there. You know, what do you mean by this? It's a little weird. Can you explain it? Uh-huh. Although I suppose we could do the review and then have him come on afterwards <laughs> after he's heard our you're review. all wrong and this is why <laughs> <laughs> bah okay well you can crawl classic i'll say champions for mine but i'm specifying first through third edition i think it really went super mathy when it hit the big blue hardback no fourth right. edition through iron crown with the blonde ninja on the cover yes mm -hmm. the australian ninja fighting Dr. Destroyer, who used to be a Dr. Doom-type character, but in the fourth edition, they turned him into some Captain Harlock belt buckle wearing <laughs> apocalypse wannabe. Just, ugh, I didn't like it. Didn't I don't like know. It. it was a nice, sturdy book. <laughs> Think of the amount of rats you could kill with that thing. 
Oh, yeah, not even mice. <laughs> rats. You could kill rats with that thing. I thought we were moving away from that joke. <laughs> <laughs> no. Liz, we're, we're going around in a circle, so we always come back to that joke. <laughs> See? <laughs> we cannot escape. It's a circle of life. Help us out, Corbett. <laughs> I want to cover Mouse Guard. Mouse Guard. We should cover Mouse Guard. Oh, that's really... Was it? Well, I was kind of old school, I guess. Yeah, I was a little old school. <laughs> and you get to play a what? mouse. That's... that's right. What's wrong with that? Nobody, you know, none of you mentioned bunnies and burrows. Sorry. Uh, right, right, we're talking I'm not about up to it. my first yet. Okay. <laughs> so what do you think, Mike? Oh, wait, no, wait, that was you. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, It's your turn. You, did... you choose mouse guard? Actually, I, I'm going to choose victorious because I know you won't do it. Ha 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 And I, I'm giving Liz a freebie. <laughs> yeah, because you know she was going to come up with that sooner or later because she makes me talk about it all the time, every yeah. day. Little known fact, Mike wrote a game once, 10 well, years ago. <laughs> yeah, 10 years ago, and it's finally out, yes. Yeah, well, at this point, I think it's a little over 10 years now, yeah, but still, you, you get the now. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> finally age. Yes. Okay, but we won't have the author on for that show, because <laughs> I hear he's a creep, so... Liz. Okay. Well, I guess winding down to the end of this list, I would like to, at some point, perhaps cover Savage Worlds. Oh. I mean, I know we are probably by... I, well, I know we are not the first people to talk about the game, and we probably won't even be the last people to talk about the game. But I would like the excuse to finally sit down and actually go through the Savage World game rules, because I've heard a lot of good things about it over the years, and I have never actually sat down to look at it. So if we covered the game, it would it would make me finally read the rules for <laughs> Savage Worlds, and I really, really want to do it. Mm, yeah, it's, it's got some interesting things. I particularly like how they use playing cards. Yeah. Um, even though I can't really do that, but you know, it's it's still kind of an interesting concept. I don't know if I like it or not, but it's certainly different. Well, I don't want to sound opinionated, but I didn't like it. Nope, not <laughs> one bit. <laughs> well, when we cover Savage Worlds, you can say why. Ooh, stay yeah. tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> but it won't be in the first two episodes, I can guarantee. Because so, I can see the future. And number one, bunnies and burrows. Oh, he stole that from yes. me. Because <laughs> I want... I finally want to play this game, and we're set up to play with uh, Dennis Sister at North Texas this year. So we're I'm gonna get a chance to play it, and then maybe we can review it shortly after that while impressions are fresh. That would be super cool. That would be really <laughs> cool. Because I actually have a copy of the game, which was a very kind gift several years back from DM Glenn. And was able to get Dennis Astaire to sign it when he was at North Texas back then. And I love the game. It's awesome. It's even better than Mouse Guard because you get to play a rabbit. Mm. That's right. Bunnies are always better than mice. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we kill them with game books. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas bunnies, you actually have to get small pieces of furniture. (laughs) That's what the D100's for, Mike. Kick your ass. <laughs> Buddy will cut you, man. Hey, remember Monty Python. That's true. The Bunnies bunny are rabbit. dangerous. Bunnies are very dangerous. You have no idea. 
<laughs> I, I have two rabbits running around the house all the time. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why you don't want to cover bunnies and bros. Yeah, well. It brings back memories. They chew your cords. Let me just say that. <laughs> that was our cat. Well, she doesn't anymore after she fried that laptop. <laughs> but she ain't been right since. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, that's our goals for the future. If you agree, disagree, or have some suggestions of your own, write us at saveforhalfpodcast at gmail.com. We don't have a voicemail yet, but we're working on it. And so now, hopefully everyone knows who we are and what we're going to be doing on this show. So I think we'll say goodbye and see everybody at episode one. All right. Yay. <laughs> say goodnight, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Free arc. Because <laughs> that's what I do. The Save for Half Podcast is a production of the Mutt Puppy Games Network and the Gagman Podcast. The Save for Half theme music is provided by the band Mississippi Bones. You can find them at mississippibones.bandcamp.com. All player characters mentioned in this podcast are fictional, and any resemblance to PCs living or dead is purely coincidental. No NPCs were armed in the making of this podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Save for Half. I'm